Our guest today is no stranger to the art of designing great product experiences. With UX wizardry, that's led to happier users and improved metrics at both startups and enterprises alike. Aram Stepanian knows how to get inside the minds of customers and craft solutions that truly resonate. While he's racked up impressive titles, Aram is most proud of the impact his work has had on real people's lives. Whether it's making personal finances less confusing or streamlining communication for emergency responders, uh, beyond his own fantastic work, Aram is all about lifting up other designers through his lectures at Pace University and hands-on workshops, and he really embodies the spirit of paying it forward. So I'm so pumped to dive into the mind of the man himself today. Please join me in welcoming Aram Sipanian, ex-founding product designer at Touch. Aram, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me here. Great introduction, by the way. You're welcome. Um, so, so let's let's jump into it. Uh, how how did you first get interested in in UX design as a career? My path is kind of diverse. Originally, I'm from Armenia, and uh, I used to live a lot of time in Russia, where I get my medical degree. My first education, I'm a doctor, and. Uh, after the education, I get a chance to work in the, during the COVID in the emergency room. And that that experience was life-changing for me. I noticed that I want to be in a little different field, even when I was studying, in, in especially my second year of bachelor degree. So I started experimenting, started working in different agencies. At first, it was some marketing agency, just, just as an intern to learn as much as I can about the technical field. And uh, after I get a chance to work for IKEA around two years as a home improvement specialist, and that, that was becoming the time that I was understanding, okay, I want to play around with the people experience and uh, make their life better. And it's actually IKEA's vision statement, make people everyday life better. And I use the statement as my North Star, always uh, trying to follow that. And mm. it's actually aligning well with my medical experience as well, because uh, whatever you are trying to do, you're trying to bring a good and better experience for people. So one of my friends, he was in the design field already. He was always talking with me about UX design. So he uh, started sharing with me some information, some courses to take. Uh, initially, it was just uh, around five years ago. In Coursera, I started taking some uh, taking some courses uh, from uh, I remember one was from Georgia Tech and uh, that's how I become in the field and when I finished my medical degree I decided to move forward and get like a master's degree in HCI human-centered interaction yeah and so I moved to US in New York City and the Pace University get my master's degree in that field during the study I got some internships one of my previous employer at Touch so uh, as a UX researcher initially, uh, because the team was just starting up, they need a researcher. And after when I graduated, I joined them as a founding designer. And yeah, that's basically, I would say, short and uh, not quite short, but uh, description of, of how I become to the field. Oh, wow. That's a very interesting background from medicine all the way to um, doing HCI. And uh, and like, that's that's really cool. I'm really interested to see like what similarities do you see in, in both fields? Like people are at the center of, of both, but like what what similarities did you see in, in both um, sectors? A great question. I think it's all about listening in user mm. experience and the same in medicine. 
as a doctor, you should listen to patient, what they're talking about, what's their, uh, in Latin it's called anamnesis, it's basically what's their illness uh, illness story, uh, what, what's happening with them. And same here in the UX design, you should talk with the customer or user story. Uh, you should talk with customer, yeah, listen to them and listen deeply. Uh, that's the main skill of UX designer, if you list active listening. And mm. when you listen to what they're talking about, you can capture that information and bring it to the insights and build a product based on that insights. And same in the medicine based on the insights you're getting from the conversation, you're making assumptions what can be the cause of the illness and mm. starting working fixing that. Uh, it's all about, yeah, I, I just feel it's uh, in the medicine is about patient focus, focus on patient, and here about uh, customer focus. Yeah, like, yeah, listening to people and like hearing the feedback is like so much, so, so very important. Um, yeah, uh, like, so, so what's a, a typical uh day like in your uh, in your life as like a designer? Like, like, walk us through like what it looks like, uh, when you wake up to when you go to bed. Oh, that's a great question. So, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm a, it's a founding designer, it's quite diverse. I'm waking up around 6 30 a.m. every day, trying to wake up early. And uh, I'm usually the first guy in the office. Uh, we are working for WeWork in, uh, in 222 Broadway. And when I'm coming, it's one of the biggest WeWorks. There is nobody. I'm the first one. And uh, it's kind of a comfort zone for me. I'm coming, I'm sitting, finding a good place and uh, opening my laptop, checking out the Asana. We're using Asana for task management. Uh, okay, what, what tickets left? What I need to do for the sprint? And uh, also checking out uh, some... Uh, plans uh what, what needs to be built next checking out slack uh, and emails it's like the morning i would say communication uh routine i don't like that part a lot to be honest it's just time waste sometimes but the next usually what i'm doing usually i'm having yeah stand ups in the morning with the team after that it's highly depends what was that or what was the tasks uh, because sometimes it's more research sometimes it's more the actual design and sometimes it's like something else, business related. It's a startup. You're wearing a lot of hats. Sometimes you can do marketing stuff even. It's uh, it's uh, that's the life. Yeah, but usually I'm I'm a big fan of designing. I like to do the UI design a lot. And uh, whenever I'm getting the chance, I'm opening my Figma and start working on mm. the components and the design system and the screens. I'm a little bit sneak peeking on the elements and uh, on the like these small details. And sometimes I can even start fighting with the UI developer and <laughs> just to make sure that everything is is great. Yeah, it, not easy life, but what I like a lot in the, in the product design, it's uh, not only experience related, it's also business related. It's somewhere in the middle between business mm. and the customer, and you can learn a lot from that. Yeah, so you 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 mentioned um Asana and also Figma. Like, what what yeah. other like tools or 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 methods I would say do you turn to for ideation or creating new products? I like to use a lot of uh, whiteboards like Miro or FigJam. Currently, I'm using only FigJam. It's just working faster in my machine. Yeah, and it's more comfortable for me. What I like to do just having thirty minute session with the team, uh, setting up the user stories. Uh, not necessary user stories, I would say, but okay, we generating the ideas. Let's say I'm giving okay. Let's have three minutes. Generate as much ideas as you can. For the product and after we having like each was five ports what, what how much which one you like the more and uh that way we're spending this like 30 minutes to narrow down all the big amount of the ideas we want to build to the one or two uh top top two let's say ideas 
because some, sometimes uh, if you're working on the product, um, you facing this challenge of building the uh, vision and the product roadmap. Uh, you, you should understand what you plan to build next. And that's one of the challenges of the product design job. Sometimes uh, you just need to understand, uh, okay, what's next? And nobody going to tell you, mm. not your CEO, not your managers. You just should become with the ideas, pitch these ideas and tell why we should build this. Uh, I like to use the, I would say, design sessions with the team. And uh, based on the outcomes of the session, you can become with hypotheses and try to have some research, talk with customers to mm. find if this hypothesis might be true or not. So also like, I'd love to understand like your creative process when you're faced with like a, a design challenge, like take, take like, what do you, what do you do? What's the first thing you do? I'm, I'm opening Mobin. I'm just checking if there is a similar solution. Uh, mm. I believe that you don't need to reinvent the wheel if there is something mm-hmm. you can use. And Mobin is amazing too. I believe it's a like current timeline. It should be the, almost the only tool that designer should find uh, I saw that issue, uh, mistakes lots of designers looking for places like Pinterest and even Dribble. unfortunately it's not the best place right now because it's too UI focused not too uh, experience focused and uh, it's best to learn from the real products I'm just opening mobile well what's even I can do I can copy the screen and find a way okay how I can adapt this solution for our needs how I can make it better and uh, another North Star following is trying to make sure that there is not too much inputs from user side. If you can reduce the number of inputs, you will improve the experience experience vastly. Uh, what's, what's one thing that like UX designers do that, that drive you crazy? I, I, you mentioned uh, just making sure that you, all the pixels are, are right in the right place and everything like that. For me, like when things are out of place, especially like when we were going out hard uh, doing our first few iterations of the product, it always yeah. like really like... Uh, upset me you know like when things aren't together but like for you like what what upsets you when you don't see it happening in product i mean you are talking from let's say design perspective or yes overall product perspective i mean like you could, you uh, could be both but like primarily design let's say from design i i, I like to follow like some good practices basically what i hate the most if i see someone works and trying to figure out how it's working is naming if you're not names the elements correctly, mm. if you just, I don't like to see group 2,500, blah, blah, blah. I hate that a lot. It's just, uh, I can't understand because sometimes for me, it's easy to go fastly between layers, uh, not like click hundred times to the one text field, for example, to, to hover that. I, I can use the keyboard shortcut to finally do that, fastly do that. But if the naming and this simple, I would say practices, is not following. It's hard to hard to work on that. That's what that's what I'm trying to teach my students at Pace. Always uh, follow basic good practices until you are yeah uh, until you are not let's say I don't know head of design in Adobe. <laughs> you cannot you can skip these small small parts. But yeah. uh, if you are just junior designer, try to follow good practices. Uh, what are some of the key ingredients you think for for UX magic? You know, like crafting magical experiences. Uh, and like when everything is just comes together, like what do you think is like a key component of making that work? Yeah, basically, uh, the key component in UX is customer is is customer obsession and uh, customer outcome focus. I don't know, uh, most likely you know about the framework job to be done. So I, I like that framework a lot because the main idea is that customer or user hiring the product or performing some tasks, and the only result is the outcome. 
if you're designing just to design, it's not going to work. And same with the product. Mm -hmm. When whatever you're building, you you should you should think what it will bring for the customer and what customer will achieve using this particular product. And uh, that that's what I'm what I'm using usually to like sort ideas and uh, solutions while I'm designing. Well, sure, sure. Pretty much, um, when I was crafting a question, I was thinking of you know like different frameworks. Um, not necessarily like uh the JTB framework, but like uh like a React or a Mantine or um you know like using different tools to to make an experience a bit more magical, you know. But I think this uh, the response works as as well, you know, like pretty much understanding like everything cohesively makes a lot of sense before you even get to that because a lot of times people kind of over design things, you know, and don't really focus on like what necessarily needs to be done. Um, so I think it is a very adequate response. Yeah, I mean, I 100% share what you're saying. Uh, for that reason, what I'm doing, I'm trying to follow fast iterations. Sometimes, uh, let's say the Figma prototype is not giving all the experience to the user. But what you can do, you can use framework. You can just copy that prototype, paste in the framework, and share the link. And it will be actually almost working product. It will mm -hmm. be really similar experience, which a basic Figma prototype unfortunately cannot provide. And uh, if you will find these little loopholes, and I would say in uh, life hacks between two different tools, just to combine them together, you can get a lot of insights. And another stuff is uh, you should continuously try and secure features. I know that Google using mm. that as, uh, approach. Uh, probably you heard about the website where all the Google products, which which been killed by Google. <laughs> uh, and but that's a good approach because uh, you are not following in love on what you build. And uh, yeah, you should be really accurate with that. I was struggling with that initially and after trying to work with myself just to make sure, okay, I build this, this is nice, but this cannot work. This maybe will not work out and you you should easily click delete or archive. So what do you think is is the future of, of UX? So like what are some predictions or bold predictions, I would say, you have for the future of UX? How, how do you think the industry is going to change over the next... Uh, three to five years it's a great question first of all about the ux what's the point of the ux i will i will divide my answer it's emotions i don't know if you're familiar with rahul wahra he's the ceo of superhuman one of the principles he's using for the building company is uh, following game design principles and in general the game design principles is make sure it whatever you're designing is bringing particular emotions and first you should think about what emotions you want to drive is it curiosity is it pleasure is it i don't know anger doesn't matter it's depending on the product you're building but you need to understand okay even the small element i will put in my design what emotions it will bring and that's about UX. how i think i think it's highly subjective and emotional field emotional stuff and uh, about the future i don't know if you get a chance to check out new updates from uh, OpenAI, the gpt they added this feature when you can put the uh, picture and uh, GPT analyzed the picture. I, today morning, I put my design there and I, I asked, what do you think about the user experience of the screen? And I especially made some small mistakes like the main button. I didn't add the color, make it like little weird. And so, I mean, the small issues. And he find that out. He, he provided recommendations. Okay, maybe it's better to put somewhere here. But he clearly understand what what it can be when they want to try. Unfortunately, it's only in GPT Plus subscription, but it's worth it. It's just wow. magical. Yeah, I've I've seen a few um demos of 
people transferring the uh, the design from paper to to um to code just by taking a picture but i didn't know like the critiquing part that's that's a uh, pretty powerful <laughs> that's really cool yes especially if you're alone like i'm i'm a lone designer all of my career i've been alone almost unfortunately uh, I'm looking to be not alone anymore, and that, that's giving me the opportunity. For the junior designers, it can help with portfolio a lot, just to get like critique from another another side. So, like, what keeps you motivated and like passionate as a designer after like uh your your like with your career in the industry? How do you um what keeps you like going? You know, like what what, what do you yeah why why do you love the industry so much? Uh, I love the industry so much because it's about people. All my mm. life. I was thinking about that, that I, I should serve. And with that in mind, I, I, I went for the medical school. And uh, after when I was working in IKEA, whole IKEA's value proposition is about people's life, people's life. Mm. Let's make their life better, everyday life. And uh, that's the, as I said in the beginning, my North Star in my uh, vision for the user experience. It's it's definitely about business as well. But first of all, uh, I'm, I believe you should think about humanity and how you can bring value to people. I really like that. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm thinking like, like this question was like to me, I, I think I pretty much know the answer um, because like that has been the central point of or or, or, or conversation so far. And the question is like, if, if you could uh, give only one piece of uh, advice to to new designers what would it be i'm pretty sure it's like around people as well and listening i'm trying i'm trying to come up with something maybe different besides listening uh i would say don't be afraid to ask for the advice and don't be afraid mm. to reach out to people directly even if you don't know them people are nice i mean just uh if you if someone will not answer you that that doesn't mean that someone else will not uh, so try try to reach out to people as much as you can and ask for the feedback, for the advice. That that's helping. That's helping a lot. I find a lot of friends just by reach out, reaching out to them in LinkedIn. I, I'm, I just I mean offer people coffee. Let's meet. Let's talk. And these life interactions giving a lot of opportunities. I love that. Uh, so like this is my last question here. Um, I ask everyone on the show who comes. Uh, what's one weakness that you've turned into your strength? Yeah, I was I was preparing for this question, uh, based on the uh, my listen my, my your previous conversations. So by nature, I'm so curious that I can easily lose my attention. Uh, it's hard for me to focus, focus on one field as you know from my history. <laughs> focus on one job, but what what I done? I tried to bring this curiosity to the learning. Whenever I'm curious about something, how is it working? Let's say again with ChatGPT. Can I build application without knowing the code? Uh, that's bring a lot of feelings in my in, inside of me. I want to do it right now. So I I just okay. I, I'm going to follow my feelings and my brain, and I'll do that. I'll I'll spend some time doing that. And thanks to that, I get a lot of skills in engineering and in the business. And I can easily now talk with the people. I can easily understand what the developers talking about, and what can be built. How much time it will take just because i start following my curiosity mm. and uh, lots of people saying that you should keep focusing you should keep attention on the one stuff be good and that but i don't believe to be honest on that it's it's just how my history happened medical school and after technology field maybe it's not the best advice but i, I feel that uh yeah you follow your heart if you want to do something different do it yeah i, I agree like you have to you have to be curious like it's the only way you'll see ahead 
um, curiosity is 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 the best way to you know know exactly what to do because if you're not curious you're not creative so i love that aram thank you so much for joining us on got 10 minutes uh, if our listeners would like to engage with you or follow you on um uh, different platforms where's the best place they can connect with you uh i would say linkedin is just uh, yeah i mean I, i'm every day open my linkedin so if someone will text me i'll definitely reply and linkedin that's all i i i am to be honest I, i'm not i'm i'm coming from western europe where people do not use twitter that much i know that people here <laughs> using twitter a lot i'm trying to make this habit using that but unfortunately i'm not still there that's why i would say uh, if someone wants to connect with me follow me on linkedin linkedin at at connection connect with me why don't you can email me um, i'm open for every conversation thank you so much for joining us and thanks for listening to the got 10 minutes podcast powered by same logic action based in product surveys to stay in touch please follow us on linkedin or the podcast app where you're listening to this on right now for more episodes i'm doing samuels take care Bye.